All right. Well, the articles of impeachment have officially been transmitted by Elizabeth Warren to the Senate. So uh, that's pretty exciting. We can finally let, let conservatives shut up about the fact that Trump's not technically impeached because Elizabeth Warren still has the papers. God, what a weak argument. God, I hated that. I am so glad I will never hear that again. Jesus. That one was tiring. I'm being honest. I That was the weakest, most feeble argument I've literally ever heard. And uh, now I'll hopefully never have to hear about it again. So great news. I took a bunch of notes. So if you see me looking down at my crotch, uh, I just want to basically get everybody up to speed. Uh, because I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on on Warren's part. And that's, uh, that is beyond her attempt to influence the Senate trial. I, I think that, that is, uh, that's actually hiding the ball. Um, Because, I mean, McConnell even came out and said it. He literally came out and said it. We're just going to quash this as as soon as we get the impeachment. We're basically just going to throw it out because we've got the majority and uh, nana-nana-boo-boo. And basically that was it. Uh, Thanks, old cocaine Mitch. Snaps his dusty fingers and impeachment just disappears. So I wanted to break this down because uh, the second that Pelosi said that she was going to hold this up in the Senate, uh, I already, my conspiracy-minded brain just immediately goes to work. I Honestly, I can't help it. I should probably see somebody about that kind of thing. So my initial thoughts, right, uh, as soon as it happened, I mean, Bernie at the time I think was number three in the Democratic Party. As soon as that happened, I looked at it and I was like, they're trying to derail Bernie Sanders' campaign again because they already did it once in 2016. And Warren and Donna Brazile try and pretend like now that Donna Brazile didn't literally publish an entire book about it when she was the chair of the DNC and Hillary Clinton basically getting to handpick who was working in the DNC in primary season. Seriously, WTF, honestly... You can't just now try and retcon that and pretend like you didn't write a book about it. And so Warren's been going around with Donna Brazile trying to walk back, not just Donna's statement, but an entire book that she wrote about it. Just, I'm sure the New York Times gave that one. They probably put that at the top of their list. They probably a must read of 2017. Uh, also, speaking of, I did bring up this Vox article, also from 2017, uh, written by Ezra Klein. Uh, I'm not familiar with her as a journalist. I'm That's because I'm ignorant. I'm, that's not a jab. Uh, so I don't know what else she's written about. So please don't blow me up if she's like some kind of crazy liberal or something. Uh, I'm just saying this article uh, is actually... A really in-depth look at Bernie's campaign, Hillary's campaign. It's on Vox. They are a left-leaning website. Uh, a, a pretty heavy left bias, to be honest. Uh, but this right here, great article. I think anybody should read it, especially if you're interested in conspiracies, because she spells it out right here and shows in as early as 2017 what they were, you know, trying to walk back an entire book she wrote. Again, crazy. So, anyway, sorry, back to the main point. 
the Iowa caucus is only three weeks away. And now, just all of a sudden, Pelosi hands it over to Mitch. Ah, I guess I don't need to negotiate anymore. God, you got me with your strong conservative arms and your dusty fingers snapping away impeachment like Thanos. Uh, and no, so you know what this means, right? Now that since Pelosi held it up and now it's getting handed over, all the senators have to be present for the impeachment trial. At least that's my understanding. I, I, I don't think there's any precedent for them being able to just say no. I'm pretty sure they have to be there. They're like subpoenaed. It's like being on jury duty, except for you you don't get to do jury nullification or anything. So that means Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are not going to be in the Iowa caucus. They're not, well, rather, they're not going to get to be campaigning in Iowa immediately before the caucus. The only two people that will get to be there are going to be Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden. And the DNC made it pretty early this election season that uh, Biden was their guy. Uh, Not too dissimilarly to what they did with Hillary Clinton in the Vox article I was talking about. They, They outline it really well. I've already known this stuff before, but I don't, I really don't want you to like just take my word for it. Uh, but yeah, Hillary had all the in- early endorsements before she even really started her campaign for 2016, as do- as did Biden this Joe, th- this Joe around, this go around. So, I it just, it reeks. It, to me, this is just fraught with more corruption. Another attempt by the DNC to steal the primary from Bernie. And I I mean, I've I've been pretty vocal about it before. Bernie's not like my guy. Bernie's not my favorite candidate, not at all. In 2016, maybe, actually. Uh, He seemed genuine. uh, He seemed honest. uh, But once he gave that endorsement to Hillary, I don't know. I think Bernie shifted. I'll explain that later. I'll get more into that. I want to stay on track for now. So, the timing's weird because Bernie just surged to the number one in terms of prospects for the Democratic primary. Just in the last like two weeks, he's gotten a ton of donations that make him the number one fundraiser for all of the Democrat candidates right now. Uh, and supposedly, none of that is from, none of that's max donations, none of that's from billionaires, none of that's from corporations. Again, supposedly, there has been some reporting on dark money going into Bernie's campaign just in the last, like, week or so, but that could be a total smear campaign, and uh, I I don't put too much faith into that. I think they're just trying to ruffle his feathers. Uh, But, I mean, who knows? Even if it is true, that's what they literally all do. I mean, just to be fair, like, if it does come out that that's true, you gotta play to win. Trump's bragging about max donations and getting money from corporations. So uh, I'm not going to cry foul on Bernie if he did the same thing. Granted, Bernie says it's a bad thing. Trump brags about it. So, I mean, I don't know. It's not worth getting getting yourself bent out of shape for, even if it's true. That's all I'm trying to say. So 
Bernie is the favorite in Iowa and the number one fundraiser. He's the favorite in New Hampshire. If he gets the Iowa caucus, he'll almost definitely get the New Hampshire caucus because that's kind of how these two go. Uh, And if he gets both of those, then congratulations, Bernie. You're on the ticket for 2020. That being said, New Hampshire has a way of uh, changing their answer at the last minute because they just do whatever Iowa does in a lot of ways. It's not strictly true, but just to say they want to vote and pick a winner without splitting the party. If it if it goes to Biden, New Hampshire very well could flip to Biden, even though Bernie's number one right now. So I I honestly think that Pelosi is doing this to again assist the DNC in hijacking the primary from Bernie. So in the last election season, the reason why I keep saying this is because we know that this happened in 2016. Hence the Vox article, which I guess I'll throw a link on there for you so you can just click and go right to it. Um, but essentially what happened with the DNC at the time was that, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, Debbie Washerman, Jesus, I cannot pronounce names. Debbie Washerman Schultz, uh, basically, I mean, just to give you a summary, like the, the two sentence version, uh, she let Hillary Clinton pick who was working in the DNC during primary season. Like, that, that that doesn't look bad. Like, Hillary just got to pick who got to decide what your polling numbers had to be, what questions were going to be at debates, where we're campaigning, where the money's going. Hillary got to decide. Uh, Hillary got to decide who got to decide those things. Seems a little uh, silly. And then Donna Brazile wrote a book about it and published it about how terrible it was. And then you had, uh, actually, Tulsi Gabbard was one of the first, uh, you know, one of Bernie's first, uh, what's the word, I guess, co-workers, uh, not constituents, I can't remember, associates, that came forward and basically pointed this out and condemned it, said there's, like, no way. This is so corrupt. It is so dirty. And, of course, they they didn't do anything about it, so... Yeah, and now they hate Tulsi. So congratulations, Tulsi. Your political career is going to come to a early close. So then right before the election, uh, Bernie drops out of the race and endorses Hillary. I personally believe, and I mean, I've been saying this for years, and I think now conservative pundits are finally saying the same thing. I think Bernie did it because... I think they literally told him, like, gangster mafia style, you drop out now and endorse Hillary. And if she doesn't win, she won't run again next time. And I think Bernie, I think he scratched his head. He knows the reality of what happens when a third-party candidate splits the vote. And I think he just said, you know what? Fuck it. Gotta play to win, right? Gotta play to win. That's... That's the motto here. Then, Trump ends up winning, so Bernie says, okay, well then, this next year, this is my year. This is this is the one where I really come back and, uh, and save America, which I'm sure is exactly what Bernie thinks he's doing. Again, I don't necessarily agree with the guy, but he is remarkably consistent and incredibly honest. Uh, and I don't think th- those are two things, no matter how you feel about him, 
Those are two things you can't ever take away from him. Uh, so then this go around, the DNC, who hates Bernie Sanders because he wants the big money out of politics. He wants to destroy the DNC and the RNC. He doesn't want corporations being in charge of our elections because the DNC and the RNC are corporations. They are not a government entity. They are privately owned corporations. And you bet your ass if Bernie gets elected, he will absolutely destroy those institutions. So they will continue to attempt to absolutely destroy Bernie. Enter Elizabeth Warren. Kind of like the magic genie, like, you know, no matter what you wish for, no matter what it costs, it always comes with a caveat. So yes, Hillary will not run in 2020, but here comes Elizabeth Warren, who's basically just, to quote Tim Pool, that's just Hillary Clinton in a Bernie Sanders mask. She's literally, I think, was, I hate to play like conspiracy spy games, I think she was encouraged by the DNC to run, and the DNC knew she would just grift Bernie's supporters from him and clear the field for Joe Biden. I really think that's what happened here. I I, I truthfully believe it. I've got, I've got my notes here because I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, and I, I, again, I think, I think Pelosi was instrumental in trying to make this happen. Now, Tim Pool and other pundits uh, suggest that Pelosi is uh, just kind of losing her marbles a little bit. And uh, Bernie getting negatively affected was just an unfortunate side effect of this impeachment business. I, I, I am not inclined to agree. I'm not inclined to agree because... I think all the evidence is there to show a conspiracy, and I mean, I don't know, it's not the simplest solution, I I mean, the simplest solution is that Pelosi is just kind of old and losing her mind, but when you look at the evidence against her, for having done it on purpose, and not just the things that I've already talked about, I'm only like halfway through, Uh, hopefully not, I know this one's running a little long, but... I have a hard time believing that this was an accident on Pelosi's part, and I'll tell you exactly why. So, if you guys remember, uh, it was only a few months ago, I think it was like, what, in August, September? I think it was August or September, Pelosi was openly against impeachment, despite the fact that the uh, more radical leftists within her party were very, very much in favor of it. And when I talk about the radical leftists within the party, I'm talking not just about the news media, who has been talking about impeachment literally since the day that Trump got elected. That is a fact. But I'm talking also about the radical, uh, like the squad. You know, obviously you guys have heard of the squad by now. AOC, or not Tulsi, uh, Omar, Presley, those guys. Well, gals, really, uh. So, anyway, the squad was pushing for impeachment. I think AOC went on the record, and again, I'm pretty sure it was August, said that it was a disgrace that we haven't impeached Trump already. So AOC was saying this, she was on Twitter about this, and, you know, I think Pelosi's not dumb. She knows that she's 
I'm not going to be mean. She knows that if the squad takes over the party, she's she's lost her job. If the if the if the DNC, if the Democrats in general become like the squad, Pelosi's going to be the first one out the door. They have no problem pointing out that people like her are part of the problem. So yeah, she'll she'll be gone in an instant. She knows that. But then Trump gets, you know, does one of his great little Twitter things. I don't think this is necessarily 4D chess, but I do think this move was calculated. Trump had said, basically, he was aligning Pelosi with the squad. So his attack back against the squad about why haven't we impeached him already, Trump automatically aligned Pelosi with the squad when he was condemning the squad. So then Pelosi has to jump in on defense, thus defending the squad, the very entity that she knows will crush her if if they actually manage to take over the, the DNC, i.e. if Bernie wins. So then, at this point, Pelosi goes for impeachment. She has to. It, you know, she, she's been forced over to that team. She's got no other option. She's got to be pro-impeachment. She's got to do the things the squad want so that that way, should Bernie win, hopefully he'll let her keep her job. <laughs> he won't. Uh, so, as soon as soon as soon as Pelosi goes for impeachment, like the, literally the next day, AOC goes on Twitter and on TV and says... She's over it. She's so tired of hearing about it. Wow. Sorry, Pelosi. <laughs> Hanging out to dry, and she's the one holding the bag. Uh, so, yeah. So, that now Pelosi stands alone. The squad has already moved on. They say, you know what? We'll beat him in an election. Bernie's got the support. And they're not wrong. Bernie has a lot of support. And if it was a Bernie versus Trump ticket... That would be unprecedented. There's no Moody's analytics or Gallup polls. Even Vegas, I don't think, could properly assess that. Though Trump now has the incumbent advantage, so the rules have changed a little bit since the last time we were considering all of this. So, the squad backs Bernie to beat Trump in an election, like I said, and then, uh, Trump starts surging despite impeachment. So Pelosi's over here getting just colder and colder because now she's stuck holding the bag and it only seems to be helping Trump's case, not hurting it. So what does Pelosi do? The The squad is basically puppeteering her. Their candidate is surging in the polls looks like the looks almost certain to win the primary and then what does pelosi do she turns that negative into a positive and she holds on to those impeachment papers for weeks for weeks and weeks and she delivers them to mcconnell not getting really any of the concessions that she asked for i i don't think she got a single concession she asked for honestly and she hands it over just in time for it to mess up Bernie's campaign. Hmm. It's not the simplest solution. Like I said, I mean, I had to walk us through 12 steps here. 
that results in Biden being the last man standing in Iowa. And you best believe if Biden gets the primary, Pelosi's not going anywhere. Not for like, I mean, if God, if Biden won, if Biden won the election, Pelosi's got job security for like eight, ten more years. You know? So like I said, I mean, I had to walk through, what is that, nine steps? I had to walk through nine steps of why that's less complicated than Pelosi is losing her mind. Uh, so yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but it is certainly something to consider. I'll be curious uh, in the next coming weeks if Bernie getting pulled off the campaign trail. I mean, if this really does make him stub his toe in Iowa, I will believe that I'm completely correct, which is not a hard stance for me to take. But yeah, I just... They, we know that they cheated before. We know that they cheated before. So is it really, is the simplest solution that Pelosi's dumb or just that they're cheating again? Because I don't think that she slipped on a banana peel and did a backflip, once again quoting Tim Pool. And I wore a beanie for this episode. Palmer is going to make so much fun of me. All right, well, anyway, let me know what you think. Uh, and keep your eyes open. And uh, I... I don't know. I don't like to talk presidential politics very often. I well, I try not to. Uh, so if this is the kind of content that you enjoy, uh, let me know, like, share, and subscribe, and then I'll do it all the time, or at least as often as I can. Anyway, thanks for listening.